broadcast to the center of your mind. This is the Counter Power Half Hour. This is Astoria. Welcome to the Counterpower Half Hour. That song was Ballad of Sacco and Vanzetti, written by Joan Baez and Ennio Morricone. The song was released in 1971 as part of the soundtrack of the film Sacco e Vanzetti. The subjects of this song, Nicola Sacco and Bartolomeo Vanzetti, were two anarchists who immigrated from Italy to the United States in the early 20th century. They were arrested and convicted of robbery and murder, and were executed in 1927. What about these men and their legal trial led to a song and a movie released nearly 50 years later? The trial of Sacco and Vanzetti was internationally criticized because the men were found guilty and executed, but there was little evidence that tied the men to the crime, and it was widely believed that the men were targeted because they were Italian and anarchist. The protests against the verdict and execution of Sacco and Vanzetti was one of the first international protests by the masses, in which global political organizations and global communications were used together to foster mass mobilization. In this episode, we're going to talk about the trial of Sacco and Vanzetti. We're not going to look at the details of the trial, like the evidence, for example. Instead, we're going to talk about what led to the trial and the international scope of the protests against the trial of Sacco and Vanzetti and the legacy of the two men. In 1908, Nicola Sacco and Bartolomeo Vanzetti immigrated from Italy to the United States, a country they saw as full of opportunity. However, upon witnessing the injustices and difficulties that plagued the working class and immigrants in America, both men embraced anarchist ideology. They became Gallianisti, followers of the Italian-American anarchist Luigi Galliani, an individualist and anti-statist movement which advocated for society free of oppression and poverty and which would be obtained through violence if necessary. In an era of heightened nativism and fear of leftist politics in the United States, Italian-American radicals were perhaps the most feared during the Red Scare that came in the wake of the Russian Revolution in 1917. So when Sacco and Vanzetti were arrested for the armed robbery and murder of a factory in South Braintree, south of Boston, it was no surprise that both men were already known to the police as major threats to the security of the United States. On April 15, 1920, an armed robbery had occurred outside of Boston in South Braintree, Massachusetts. The payroll department of the Slater and Morrill Shoe Company was robbed, and an employee and guard were murdered. A police officer just assumed that the robbery had been done by anarchists, so two radicals, Sacco and Vanzetti, were arrested and charged with murder and robbery. There was no money found that connected Sacco or Vanzetti to the robbery. Sacco and Vanzetti had alibis, and a lot of witnesses testified for them. The witnesses for the prosecution made weak statements. The trial was presided by Judge Webster Thayer, 
a man who could barely hide his contempt for Sacco and Vanzetti, and referred to them as anarchist bastards. They are also said that adherence to radical politics precluded an increased likelihood to commit crimes. The trial featured a cross-examination in which Sacco was asked whether or not he loved a free country, and the defendants were compelled to discuss their political views. Judge Thayer's closing instructions to the jury included comments about patriotism and loyalty to the United States. The return of a guilty verdict for Sacco and Vanzetti sparked worldwide outcry. The governor of Massachusetts, Alvin Fuller, appointed an independent commission to advise him about the fairness of the trial. The chairman of this committee was Abbott Lawrence Lowell, the then president of Harvard, an anti-Italian bigot and racist who produced a glossed-over report of the Sacco-Vanzetti trial and the Massachusetts justice system. Appeals were denied by Thayer, and Governor Fuller ignored new evidence. Sacco and Vanzetti were executed on August 23, 1927. The Sacco and Vanzetti case came to represent the nativist, xenophobic, anti-Italian, and anti-radical biases of the American legal system. Between 1921 and 1927, while the trial of Sacco and Vanzetti went on, people around the world, especially in Europe and Latin America, rioted and cried out against the injustice. Sacco and Vanzetti had become symbols of martyrdom and the victims of a corrupt judicial system for people the world over. Their supporters protested against the United States and its judicial system for what they claimed was a politically and ethnically driven trial and conviction. Their supporters protested against the United States and its judicial system for what they claimed was a politically and ethnically driven trial and conviction. Worldwide support for Sacco and Vanzetti came from many sources. The international radical community, intellectuals, and those who felt that the United States, as a world power, had a responsibility to act on the liberty and democracy it preached it would spread throughout the world. The Sacco-Vanzetti case garnered major attention from the global labor movement. This had largely to do with the nature of the international leftist community, made up of communists, socialists, and anarchists, all of whom shared a vision of class solidarity that transcended national boundaries to support workers in other countries. The international labor movement built heavily on immigration from Europe during the late 19th and early 20th centuries to forge its connections and build solidarity. This community saw itself in solidarity with Sacco and Vanzetti as they were Gallianisti. Gallianisti around the world were the first to spread the news about Sacco and Vanzetti's arrest. To the international labor community, the United States was seen as the ultimate capitalist nation, and they focused their sights especially on the American labor movement. They thought of Sacco and Vanzetti as casualties of ongoing class warfare between the working class and the capitalist ruling class in what they viewed as the world center of capitalism. But the Sacco and Vanzetti case came at an important time in radical leftist politics. During the 1920s, the power of anarchism was waning around the world, and the communist parties had recently been founded. As a result, both anarchists and communists were looking for a new cause to champion and both chose the Sacco and Vanzetti case. In 1921, demonstrations by these political radicals in London, Rome, Paris, Chile, and the Netherlands condemned the capitalist governments of the world and demanded the freedom of Sacco and Vanzetti. They denounced Yankee injustice and placed the men in a wider narrative in which they, quote, represented the life and death of revolutionary workers of all countries, end quote. 
In October 1921, a mail bomb was sent to the American ambassador in Paris, which increased international interest in the case. In Rome in 1927, the American ambassador reported to the U.S. State Department that public opinion in Italy was against the execution of Sacco Vanzetti. The fascist government of Mussolini stifled any further protests on behalf of Sacco Vanzetti in Italy, but some solidarity with the two men was still allowed in Italian newspapers. There was also solidarity with Sacco Vanzetti in Mexico. In Mexico, both the anarchist and communist parties vied for the support of Mexican workers, and the Sacco Vanzetti case was used to garner support from Mexican workers. American consulates in various Mexican cities dealt with protests on behalf of Sacco Vanzetti in 1921. The struggle of Sacco Vanzetti was placed in a larger discussion of labor and capitalism. Protesters in Mexico, France, and Australia, among other countries, denounced American imperialism. the power of American bankers, and capitalism. These protesters saw Sacco Vanzetti as their brothers and their comrades in the labor struggle against capitalism. Protests were built on international connections that had existed prior to the trial, but which led to a global working class mobilization on behalf of Sacco Vanzetti. Protests were built on international connections that had existed prior to the trial, but which led to a global working-class protest on behalf of Sacco and Vanzetti. In addition to international working-class solidarity for the two anarchists, solidarity was shown with Sacco and Vanzetti because they were Italian immigrants. Their status as outsiders and victims of prejudice in the United States were important to members of the Italian diaspora. Advocates for Sacco and Vanzetti in Italy asserted that their conviction was due to anti-Italian prejudice in the United States, an argument which was bolstered by America's attempt to restrict immigration during the 1920s. With the Italian diaspora being so large during the early 20th century, Italian workers went all over Europe, North America, and Latin America. The Sacco and Vanzetti case led these Italian workers to think about their identities and came to see themselves as both Italians and members of the international working class. The development of mass communication also had a lot to do with the spread of interest and solidarity in the Sacco and Vanzetti case. The Sacco and Vanzetti case was the first time that international radical groups and mass communication were used to galvanize mass mobilization. The global working class had access to new print technology, and many radical movements were publishing their own newspapers and books. Mass communication enabled international mobilization around the case. The fact that the Sacco and Vanzetti case had taken place in the United States meant that there were worldwide responses shaped by actions that America had taken earlier in its quest for empire. In Latin America, there was long-standing resentment of the United States and its arrogant power. especially with its reoccupation of Nicaragua in 1926. These resentments of America's power were heightened with the Sacco and Vanzetti case. In Europe, where there was already skepticism of American great power status replacing that of Great Britain, the Sacco and Vanzetti case heightened scrutiny of the United States' role in the world. In Europe, where there was already skepticism of American great power status replacing that of Great Britain, the Sacco and Vanzetti case heightened scrutiny of the United States' role in the world. U.S. embassies noted the many criticisms of the American legal system. In 1927, when Governor Fuller denied clemency to Sacco and Vanzetti, protests turned violent as protesters in Denmark and Switzerland attacked U.S. embassies. 
A German journal announced hopes that the, quote, degauding of America, end quote, the removal of America's exalted status on the international stage, would begin with the injustice done to Sacco and Vanzetti. A Danish newspaper asserted that, quote, America, which formerly was the country of liberty, has begun a new role, that of reaction, which is preparing to assume world hegemony, end quote. There was a wave of anxiety about the heightening power of the United States after World War I. The fact that the trial had taken place in the United States, the center of business and capital, and the country that was supposed to be a city upon a hill and provide examples of liberty and democracy in the world, meant that this particular injustice stood out among all other similar injustices elsewhere in the world at the time. The Sacco and Vanzetti case raised worldwide concerns about American claims to bring freedom and democracy to the world because of its systematic persecution of immigrants and radicals embodied in the Sacco and Vanzetti case. The case brought issues with American intolerance and prejudice, as well as the issues with its justice system, to the world stage. By 1927, intellectuals around the world, such as H.G. Wells, Albert Einstein, Felix Frankfurter, and Marie Curie, came to the defense of Sacco and Vanzetti. They were critical of the American judicial system and the deafness of American government officials to dissenting international opinion. The Sacco and Vanzetti case was deemed to be the American Dreyfus Affair, which likened the case to the French Dreyfus Affair of the 19th century, in which anti-Semitism played a role in the conviction of a Jewish captain in the French army. After their execution, the fight over the memory and meaning of Sacco and Vanzetti continued into the 1930s and 1960s. The two men were remembered as martyrs. As we saw, there were protests all over the world when they were executed, from Mexico to Australia. There were movies made about Sacco and Vanzetti that glorified them as working-class heroes, also seen all over the world. Multiple plays, songs, and poems were written about them. Vanzetti's autobiography and letters were published and translated into multiple languages. During the 1960s, when social movements again became international, Sacco and Vanzetti were revisited and placed into a longer history of American injustice and the United States' inability to live up to its own ideals. These 60s groups also looked to the mobilization around Sacco and Vanzetti as an example of how to accomplish international solidarity. As we heard earlier in this episode, Joan Baez sang Ballad of Sacco and Vanzetti, which blamed their execution on American racism and on Sacco and Vanzetti's poverty. The legacy continues on to this day, with Sacco and Vanzetti remembered as men who fought for the weak and working class for justice and tolerance. The American attitude towards immigrants and foreigners was perhaps best summed up by the attitude of the chairman of the U.S. Senate Committee on Foreign Relations, William E. Bora, toward the international dissent on the case of Sacco and Vanzetti. Quote, It would be a national humiliation to pay the slightest attention to foreign protest. The foreign interference is an impudent and willful challenge to our sense of decency and dignity. End quote. The main issue stands that the United States as a global power, one that preached to the world the principles of freedom and democracy, did not adhere to those principles. The trial and execution of Sacco and Vanzetti elucidates the workings of the corrupt and racist judicial system of the United States, a lesson that reverberates throughout the country's history and is relevant today. 
This has been an episode on the trial of Sacco and Vanzetti. All sources and further reading can be found on counterpowerhalfhour.com.